everybody. Jump along coming to you live on Dallas Trading Floor. It is a very nice Thursday. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Wednesday. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, the market for oil stocks seems to be retreating, and that is odd, but it definitely is. And, uh, you know, I'm down a little bit. I have a position in... Uh, um, I, I have a position in ExxonMobil that has been dropping, and uh, I don't know what the I don't know what the situation is there, but uh, definitely uh, a big change. Um, I've been buying some semiconductor-related issues today, which uh, may work. We'll see. Uh, and uh, so, just let's get into the slides here. Uh, basically, with the Dow, the Dow was uh, was was off just slightly, about 0.22 percent. Uh, S&P was down almost nothing, 0.01, which is basically even. And uh, the NASDAQ, though, is starting to move. So we do seem to see some action coming off that bottom. Not a whole lot to buy, but uh, it does seem like, uh, you know, that seems to be working. So, you know, who knows? Uh, just kind of wanted to give you an idea. Um, let's go over here to the one that I did buy today. Let's click on over. This is one I did buy today. It's called P-Lab. And uh, interesting company, it, uh, I took, uh, if you're on the email list, and you can get on that email, it's super easy, uh, www.dallastradingfloor.com, just for some last name and email uh, address, and you'll be on it, it's free. Um, this is an interesting one because this, this company makes photo masks for the semiconductor industry, and this is an interesting area, as we all know, uh, you know, with the situation with Taiwan and China and the tension there, a lot of the um, uh, manufacturing of semiconductors is done in Taiwan at a company called TSMC, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing, symbol TSM. Uh, but it does look like they're going to try to onshore some of these, uh, these plants. They're building plants, of course, in Austin, Texas, Sherman, Texas also in Chandler, Arizona, next to the Intel facility. So there's been a lot of action, and there's a lot of building of, of plants. One of the things, though, when you're, creating, uh, when, you, when you're creating chips is you need to have these photo masks. And this company, um, Photronics, is a leader in that field. So very nice. Uh, it is uh, relative strength. That's a 99 relative strength. And it is just above a buy point. Uh, it was up today about six, about uh, 1%. Not a whole lot. Volume was down a little bit on it. But uh, I think the thing you really have to look at here is the checklist. The checklist on this one, very strong. 100% uh, on that checklist. Uh, EPS ratings uh, over 80%. Relative strength above 80%. Of course, 99% on that relative strength. Um, I still think you can enter this one. I did buy a half position earlier, and then I liked the action, so I did uh, buy another half position. So I have one full position in this stock. It's also uh, very close to its all-time high, which uh, is interesting. Considering the condition of this market, that definitely is something that is uh, very, very positive here. Um, we, uh, they did just go through earnings, and that's really was the catalyst for my buy here was the fact that they did go through earnings. They were up uh, on sales 28%, uh, and their profits were up 188%. Very, very strong in terms of the fundamentals 
Also, what I always look at is the number of funds that are in the issue. And they definitely increasing. Uh, last year, uh, 392, and most currently, 444 funds are in this one. Currently, uh, the stocks is owned about 60% by these funds, about 1% by the bank, and about 4% by management. The rest are retail. So it's off the screen, I think, of a lot of retail investors. We want to look for the stocks that are, that are getting heavy action from the um, from from the fund investors and definitely this is the one i do think you can purchase it at this price on up to about 26 dollars. i wouldn't buy it, purchase it anything above about 26 but uh, other than that looking very good pe ratio on this one 17 which for a semiconductor company is quite good also uh cash flow two dollars 37 cents on this one and it looks like at least for 2022 there is a projection of uh, increasing, uh, there is an estimate of increasing earnings per share on up to about $2.22, which would be uh, just about even from where it is now, but it does look pretty good. The, the future on this one uh, does seem to, to, be, to, be, uh, to be looking fairly good. So that's one of the reasons I did move in, into the stock. Um, also, uh, let's see if we can go to the small portfolio here, just kind of give you an idea of where I'm at in terms of that small portfolio. Um, I did get, uh, uh, you know, I really only have three items in the small portfolio. So you can see I'm mostly in cash still. Just trying to get my footing here. I did get stopped out of, um, uh, of Occidental uh, OXE, but uh, the two semiconductor-related firms that I'm in currently are on semiconductor, ON, uh, and then I'm also in... Uh, 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 I'm also in Exxon and then on Petrobras. The buy that I made for P-Lab is in another portfolio, so it doesn't show here. But that kind of gives you the, the outlook. Um, Exxon is really underperforming. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'm probably going to be lightening up on the position. And it just, it, again, it's part of the whole thing with the, um, it's, it's part of the whole thing with the um, uh, oil being down uh, today. But I, I can't imagine that uh, we're going to see oil fall that much and i think it's going to come off a little bit of a ties but i still think that you know diesel and other things are going to be quite high for at least for the summer and possibly into the winter here's what currently i have in terms of uh all my holdings uh and the, that basically kind of give you an idea of sort of where i'm at uh in terms of that exxon mobile was down today unfortunately this was a night i thought this was going to do better than it was i probably bought it a little bit uh, to extend it here, it was down about $2.93. Not a whole lot because it is relatively, you know, it's an $88 stock. Not a tremendously expensive stock. I also have a position in Chenier. This is LNG, very interesting company. Uh, they liquefy natural gas. And, of course, with the natural gas shortage in Europe, you're seeing a lot of action uh, on the natural gas. Of course, uh, Germany is short natural gas because the Russians have cut off the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. And of course, their much of their energy is generated that way. So uh, any gas would be uh, would be a, a very welcome, uh, very welcome. And of course, Chenier has the capability of liquefying natural gas in their plants in Corpus Christi, Texas, and Sabine Pass, Louisiana. And then of course, sailing it over to Europe. Interestingly enough, Germany itself does not have any reliquification plants, but Poland does. Very interesting there. So uh, kind of an interesting situation. Um, uh, but uh, I do believe, at least in the future, the two largest exporting countries, of course, 
of LNG gas are Qatar in the Middle East and the U.S. with Chenier primarily in Texas and Louisiana. So very interesting uh, thing there. Uh, on semiconductor, down a little bit uh, after a very nice day yesterday. Uh, not a lot of volume here, so I'm not uh, too terrifically concerned about it. Uh, on semiconductor is primarily, uh, ba it's based in uh, the Phoenix, Arizona area, and it does produce a lot of chips for the automotive industry. So that's why it's been strong. It's been a chip shortage, of course, in the automotive industry. And on semiconductor, hopefully it's going to fill some of that. That is a domestic producer of semis. Interesting thing about on semiconductor, they do their own fab. They're not a fabless company. They actually make their own chips. Photonics, again, this is the company uh, in the semiconductor space that makes the photo masks. These are the things that actually make the actual uh, the, the actual chip on the wafers. So very interesting company as well. So that's kind of where I'm at in terms of my exposure. Very little exposure, mostly cash, still waiting for the right entries. Just can't seem to find necessarily everything that's the, uh, the, the, the right entries there. But uh, we're looking, and hopefully uh, when we get something, we will pass it along to you as quickly as we can because it's uh, so much fun to share some of these good uh, things that work. I hope that photonics will work. P Lab is the, is the symbol there. All right, let's get to some of the questions. Thank you so much. And by the way, if you want to join our special Discord community, super easy to do. Just go to this address, https colon slash slash bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y slash DTF underscore special discord. So that uh, is a kind of a kind of a cool thing there. And uh, let's get into the questions. Let's uh, from Charles. I always love your question, Charles, so much. F-E-N-C. Let's see kind of where, where we're going there. Let's see, kind of analyze this one. Uh, F-E-N-C. And there we go. All right. This is a pharma company. Pharma has been doing very well as of late, uh, but uh, you know it seems to be—I don't know—it's—it's it's, there's such rotation in this industry. It's just—it's just really, really hard to tell. I'm looking here at the weekly chart. Let's kind of check in first on the checklist to see kind of where it's going. Not a great checklist here. It's uh, only four out of nine of the major criteria that we use. Forty-four percent. Typically, I'm looking for at least six out of nine. So I probably would. I probably would. Um, uh, uh, I probably would not buy this one just based on that. Um, though we do have a very strong relative strength line, it's 90%. I'm looking. That's one of my primary considerations. Of course, is that relative strength, and it has started. It has been starting to move up very nicely. Uh, but that alone is not enough. Part of the problem I see here with the stock is the fact that uh, first of all, it is losing money. We've lost uh, 67 cents a share. Uh, last quarter uh, there, it, and because they're losing in, in the losing position, uh, they're a non-sale company. So I just think, especially with these pharmas, you just got to be super careful. I mean, they may receive funding, uh, that they receive approval for what they're doing, but right now, it's just not, it's not the case. So I would I would have to say on on um, uh, F uh, E N C. I think you just I think you just have to. You know, avoid it right now. I mean, that's just really the, you know, that that's just that's just really the uh, the situation. So I would avoid. Uh, <clears throat> F E N C. I just don't think it's. Uh, unfortunately, I just uh, I just don't think it's worth it. Uh, 
to to go in there. So so that's kind of, that's kind of my that's kind of my take on it um, right here. I just think it's I just think you got I think you just got to I think you just got to avoid it. Uh, it's just not strong enough, and uh, so it doesn't really have the kind of setup that we want to see. Let's take a question from TikTok. Thank you so much, everybody, for waiting here. Ah, somebody's looking at Baba. <laughs> Interesting. Chinese stocks have been sorted. You know, I'm, I'm really, um, really a few minds with Chinese stocks. Really not doing a whole lot with them, uh, just because of the the risk uh, inherent in uh, Chinese stocks right now. Uh, but uh, you know, I guess I guess they they arrested Jack Ma and then they put him in jail and they made him give up all of his uh, shares. That's I just don't like the I don't I don't like the action there just based on those kind of things that have nothing to do with, of course, the strength of um, uh, Baba. But take a look at this chart. I'm looking we're looking at the weekly chart here. Just not a good chart. I mean, really, basically, this has been a downward trend, and you know it's been pretty consistently down over the period from about uh, September of uh, 2020. So just not something you want to see. Uh, it is There is a little bit of a rally right now, but the relative strength on this is 22. That's terrible. Uh, and I think that, you know, you really have to be, you know, very, very careful when it, when it, when it, com when it comes to that. So I would not be uh, a buyer of, uh, you know, I just, I, just, I just would not be a buyer of, um, uh, of this share because it just it just does not look good. Uh, I don't think you want to buy it here. Uh, I don't think you really want to buy it. Period. Also on the checklist, it's a 44 checklist, not a very good checklist here, and uh, just not a good thing to buy. So here's the thing: I would just not recommend uh, buying. Uh, uh, not not, rec not, rec not recommend. Um, uh, Baba at all. So I, I just would be, you know, I, I just would be, uh, uh, you know, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be in Baba. So you know, uh, don't buy it. <laughs> uh, don't buy Baba. You know, I just think you're going to be very sorry if you do. So, uh, you know, it's just, it might have been a good stock at one time. People did make money on it, but just don't buy it. Uh, the thing is going down. It's, uh, you know, it's not set up well. And uh, you know, you know, it's there. It, right now, the market is not very strong. It's a tough market to trade. So you just you want to buy the best of the best, the best things that you can find with the best setups. And that's kind of what I'm trying to put out here to, for everyone. I'm trying to put out setups that uh, that make sense. And I just don't think that Baba really makes sense. Let's take a question now from Mr. Optimistic. I like that. I like that name. Um, is it still good to enter or extend it? This is XBI, of course, uh, that we're talking about here. Uh, let's uh, take a look at XBI. And thank you very much for bringing up the, um, the concept of extended. And I'll kind of show you what that, what that is uh, in just a second. And we get, to the, we get to the chart. So let's put up that chart. There we go for Mr. Optimistic. And this is the chart for the S&P Biotech ETF. And basically, this is a good way to do it, to do uh, biotechs because it, uh, it covers a lot. You know, it, it's, but there's more biotechs than any other kinds of stock out there. So there's about 6,500 different stock corporations that are in the biotech area. So it's very, very hard to find the really good ones. So this is a good way to do it. Uh, it's just buy the ETF, and of course, it buys a weighted average. So it gives you the whole 
idea here. Um, still, of course, uh, it's in a downward trend. We have been trending up lately. We're coming up close to the. Uh, we're coming. We're coming up. We're coming up close to the uh, uh, to the to the fifty day line, but uh, just not really liking this setup all the way. Um, you know, it, this is because it's an ETF. It's a little bit different, uh, but I just there's a lot of things I don't really like about it. Let's take a look at BIB. I think this one might be a little bit better. What I'm going to do is I'm going to compare these two ETFs. This is the biotech uh, ETF from ProShares. I'm going to compare that against the uh, the, the other uh, the XBI, which is the uh, which is sort of the different flavor, but it's the same idea. This is the BIB here, and let's compare that against the XBI and see which of the two is outperforming. Well, it does appear to me that you're definitely in the right, if you're gonna be in biotech, you're definitely in the right one. Um, XBI is definitely outperforming BIB. They're both in biotech, of course. So of those two, it looks good. There is an upward trend here. Would I buy it here? Eh, I'm, really, I'm really not that, uh, I'm not that bullish on it. Um, but I, but it has had a nice move since January. It has been up since January. So um, you might you could nibble on it here with e, with uh, ETFs. It's a little bit different criteria than with individual stocks. <coughs> with ETFs, the interesting thing about with uh, individual stocks, you want to buy as it's high and going higher. With ETFs, it actually does pay to buy in the dips. Believe it or not, so it's a different kind of strategy when you are uh, buying an ETF. So I definitely think you could definitely move into it a little bit here. Uh, the, um, this has been moving pretty nicely since the first of the year. Uh, now, of course, uh, it is down uh, year over year. I mean, if you started a year ago and you bought, you bought these, you would have been, you would have been down pretty severely. Uh, you know, you would have been down 45% uh, on the BIB and then about 30% on the XBI. So I definitely, uh, but I do think you could start buying here primarily because it is an ETF, an exchange traded fund, and it's not a single single stock. On single stocks, you typically don't want to buy in the dip. I know that's what Kramer does all the time. I think it's wrong. You want to buy high going higher. On the ETFs, though, you can buy in the dip. It does, you know, it does light because it is, it's not just one stock, it's a basket of stocks. So I would say that you could probably start moving here. I would take a large position in this market. Probably only take, uh, you know, maybe a one percent, maybe 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 a maybe a five percent position position maximum. That's probably all I would take there. So, all right, NET. This is one I have a short on, and I I really uh, shouldn't have had a short on this one. I'm going to have to adjust this one because this one has been going higher. This is Cloudflare. This is from Jeet. Thank you very much, Mr. Jeet. Always like your comments. You have a lot of good good ideas in terms of symbols to take a look at. Uh, on Cloudflare, uh, it is, you know, it's essentially, you know, I, I was buying it, as, I was shorting it as it was moving down. Probably a big mistake, uh, but it does look like it's finally turning up and, and, and starting to see some life here. Uh, we're definitely coming, we're definitely moving up here. This is where my short was, you see, and it was at the, at the, uh, uh, at the 50-day line, thinking that it was going to retreat from that. So I'm probably going to have to close this out, but it does look like it's getting some life. Uh, the only thing, the only concern here uh, is that uh, the earnings were out today. I don't know, I don't know how earnings came out. Let's see if there's any news. 
I think the earnings were pretty good uh, because it was up. Yeah, look at that. It was up 21% after hours. So I'm probably going to have to close this position. Yeah, I definitely am going to have to close this position tomorrow. There's no question about it. You know, I have out to September. They did do well and they popped on earnings. So the earnings were good there. So, you know, again, we're starting to get some life back into some of the uh, um, some of these semiconductor and some of these software and the tech areas. So the NASDAQ is moving uh, and there's been a lot of bottom fishing. Um, still, you know, not really a great buy here, I'll be honest with you. Uh, the relative strength is eight, which is not really, really very good. As you can see this is one of the worst performing areas, 161. But I do believe it has nowhere to go but up. So that is a good thing uh, on that. So I definitely think, uh, you know, you probably could take a position there. Uh, in, in it uh, in going forward. But it does look fairly strong. Again, I have a short on it. I had a short before this earnings. I thought it was going to be worse and it was better. So I have egg in my face there. So I'm going to have to probably, uh, you know, probably going to have uh, <laughs> to do something about that. All right. Let's uh, take a look for Charles E.T. Uh, this is Energy Transfer Partners, of course. And by the way, E.T. owns a significant portion of Sunoco. I don't know if you know that. Uh, but Energy Transfer Partners, good, good company. Uh, of course, they're in the pipeline business and, uh, you know, based actually here in, uh, in Dallas, which is kind of interesting. Uh, it's coming out of this base, period, base formation. Let's take a look. It's in a consolidation. Let's see, there we go. Okay, it's in this consolidation with the, uh, the basically the, um, the pivot being up here at 1248 right here where I'm drawing this line. And uh, it uh, the bottom of the consolidation, 945. So it's definitely on its way, way up. A little bit down today, but I still think that this is looking like a nice reversal of moving higher. My only concern is right, right now with, uh, with the oil. Uh, you might want to hold off on this, see how it trades. Uh, it did look like it had some very, very nice earnings. I want to I flip on over to the earnings page here to take a look and see uh, kind of where we're at there. Yeah, look at that. Nice sales, up 72%. Uh, that was the most current one that they reported, uh, 39 cents a share, so looking very good. Uh, that was a 95% increase in their profit, so very nice. Uh, not a lot of funds in this business, so, so kind of surprising. Mostly retail investors in this, strong cash flow, very, very low P.E. ratios of 9. Um, I mean, I definitely think you could probably uh, buy a position here. It does look like it's trending higher. Uh, the relative strength line is 90. That definitely meets the criteria. Let's look at the, I just want to look at the checklist to kind of see, yeah, very, very strong checklist. Look at that. It's a 79%, it's an 89%, which is nine, uh, eight out of nine criteria. The only thing it's failing on, of course, is the earnings per share, and that's going up. And the only reason was because it's an overall yearly, uh, the first quarter there was charges against it. So this looks very good. I mean, it's a very inexpensive stock, but, uh, but tremendous amount of cash flow in terms of uh, in, in terms of that. So, yeah, you could definitely start uh, start uh, coming in. I'm glad you waited until the earnings, but the earnings looked really really strong in this uh, on ET, and it's as if you know you could probably uh, yeah probably do a nice position there uh, on the uh, on the stock. All right, how do you oh how do you do position sizing, Jim? Oh, uh, do you use margin? Well, Ryan, uh, that's a very good question. Thank you for asking. Um, the way I do position sizing is uh, I use, uh, I, I use um, uh, the, the way I position size is typically 
uh, I think of the, the value of the portfolio as being like a pizza, and then each pizza, each pizza slice, there's eight of them, would be one full position. So I typically don't like to go in for any more than one full position. Now, interestingly enough, I do have a spreadsheet that I use to calculate uh, this uh, particular, uh, you know, this 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 particular uh, information. And let me just show that to you just really quickly, so that you can see it. Uh, let me see if I can bring it up here uh, on the screen. I don't know if I have it up or not. No, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't have I don't have it up. But let me see if I can uh, grab it for you. Now I don't know if I can. Let me see if I can. Hold on. Let me. Uh, the way I do position sizing basically is um, I use. Uh, uh, if you think of your portfolio as being like a pizza, one full position is uh, one slice or about twelve and a half percent. I typically will never go in for more than about twelve and a half percent, and then I set my stop losses at seven percent. So if it goes down more than seven percent on the twelve and a half percent size. My maximum loss is, is basically less than 1%. This is really the key when you're trading, especially in a volatile market, is you want to hold your losses to 1% or less. Anything more than that, it's just too risky. So that's the reason I always stop out at 7%. So if you think about your, let's let's say that your portfolio is worth $8,000. If there were eight positions in, which there are, uh, that would mean that each position would be worth 12.5% of that $8,000 or $1,000. If you were to buy $1,000 worth of stock, you would set your stop loss at $930, which is 7% down from where you bought it. If you did it that way and it went down and was stopped out, you would lose $70, which would be less than 1% of the total value of $8,000 of the portfolio. So I, I went through it very, very quickly. I probably should do a video on this, but absolutely I do use position sizing all the time. And I do use margin, but not in this market. This market is not strong enough to use margin. You want to be very, very careful. Currently, I am approximately 70% in cash, and that's sort of how it's, how it's looking out. Let me show you kind of what I'm talking about here. So I've 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 done I've I've shown you I've I've talked a lot but I haven't really told you a whole lot. So here's how it works. Think of your portfolio as being a pizza. Okay. Now the pizza has eight slices. Small portfolio is eight slices. Each is about twelve and a half percent. So when I go into position, I will typically take a position equal to the number of shares. For instance, with on semiconductor here, I bought thirty shares. And the reason I bought thirty shares at this buy price was because the total equaled approximately 12.5% of the total value of the portfolio. Now, when I did that, I set a stop loss, and the stop loss I set was at 122.40, which represents a, um, a, a basic, basically, um, let's see, is it say about 6%, is that, does it say, yeah, about 8% of the total value. So if this were to go all the way down and, and the stop loss was to be, just was to be triggered, Actually, this is not correct. It should be about yeah, 58. I would lose approximately this amount of money, but I would lose less than one percent of the total value of the of the uh, of the portfolio. So that's how I do it. I buy a, one position, which is one eighth approximately each time, and I can go in with a half position or a full position, and then I set the stop loss seven percent less than where I bought that stock from. And that way, if I get stopped out, I'm going to be ending up with a um, 
That's a loss of uh, 1% or less of my total value of my portfolio. So I always try to protect my capital. And that's a great, great question. I really appreciate that. All right, let's look at ALGM and see if we could get that one up. So let me pull that up here. Uh, ALGM. And that's Allegro Microsystems. Interesting. Okay. Well, definitely, I definitely think we're looking in the right area here, Jeet. Uh, this is the area that I'm sort of seeing a lot of action into. I'm seeing a lot of action in the um, in the semi space. Uh, some of you know, not, not just the not the semis so much as the, um, the 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 service companies that are in the semis. That's definitely the case with. Allegro because they're designed they design them and uh, they do power circuits primarily this one has been obviously in a downward trend if we draw the trend line and the way we do, yeah if we draw the trend line this is the trend line here but the interesting thing about this and and uh, this is this is the thing that you can definitely note on this I'm going to set the alert on this on the trend line is that we have moved from a downward trend to an upward trend when we moved above this line as you can see here so we're definitely in a nice trend there is one more hurdle, I believe, on Allegro, and that is this line here. That's the 200-day moving average. We typically like to see a uh, stock hold above the 200-day line. Now, one of the things that we are seeing with that 200-day line, this just comes from doing this a long time, is you can see that it's sloping down and it's starting to bottom out. That's a good sign because the 200-day moving average is going to tell us, is there capital moving into the issue or out of the issue from the funds? There, it was moving out, and it's starting to change courses in reverse and move higher. So this may, we may be catching this early. Also, one of the other things to look at is the volume. Very significant volume. Not quite in the last one, two, three, four. It's been up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight days in a row. That's a lot. And in the first three days, it was up well over the average. So this is a logarithmic scale here. So that's looking very good in terms of that. Uh, the... Um, uh, the level of the um, uh, uh, of, of the relative, the relative strength line only sixty for only sixty three. Um, hold on one second. I need to. There we go. <laughs> we had. I'm in a room and uh, and I had to turn back the lights on. This is one area that I'm that I'm a little bit concerned with. I want to see it a little bit stronger. Let's look at the checklist here. Uh, relative strength is not above 80. I'd like to see it stronger. So here's the thing I can say with this uh, with pretty good certainty uh, on on this on this issue. I think that this is a uh, this is a watch list here. Um, you know that's kind of what you've got to. Let's see if we can move it over there. So yeah, this is this is a watch list uh, right now. And uh, you know, before we can before we can do anything, so I would watch list this one and not buy it just because of those things, because of the relative strength not being as strong and because of being below that 200-day line. So I, I definitely think you can, you can um, this is buyable, but I want to see it move a little bit higher. I want to move above that 200-day moving average, and I want to see it strengthen in terms of the rest of the market, but it's a great one. Uh, I'm going to write that down uh, for my watch list, ALGN. Allegro Microsystems. I'm going to say watch list on that one, uh, just for the just for the time being. So, very interesting stock. Thank you, Mr. Deet. Always like your suggestions. Very good. All right. Uh, let's see if we can get another question here. 
And Drunk Squidward, FTX. All right, let's look at uh, FTX. Federal Express, very good company, but I don't know if it's the right time for it. You know, with this, uh, you know, during COVID, it was very strong. Uh, then it pulled back, and now it's moving above the 200-day line. That is indeed a good thing. The real strength is good. It's 82. I'm liking that. Um, uh, but the volume is relatively low, so I don't quite know what to think about this. Let's just see. I can't remember exactly when earnings were for Federal Express, uh, but it looks as if the next earnings are due on September 22nd. The last earnings, the sales were up slightly, 8%. Profits were up very nicely, 37%. Lots of funds in this one, of course. Uh, 21.52 is the fund count on this one. Strong cash flow. It's not a cheap, it's not a cheap stock at uh, 236. Um, but the return on equity is very high, 45%, 45%. PE is 11. So those are pretty good numbers in terms of the fundamentals. The question is, could you buy this on the technicals? I don't know if I'm too excited about this transport, the air freight transport area. Uh, I do think it's a good area, but I think there's a lot of competition. Uh, I'm just not, you know, th this right now, I'm looking for stocks that can double uh, coming off their basis. I don't think this is one that can. I think it would be very unusual if this thing went up to 500. That's why I'm sticking to some of the more speculative issues right now to try to get to positions in. So I would probably pass on this one just because, I mean, it's a good stock and everything. I mean, this is a stock that you know you could definitely hold for an awful long time, probably years and years. But uh, since I want, I'm more of a swing trader, I want something that can, can double, you know, a little bit quicker than that. So I would probably not be a buyer of Federal Express uh, just for those very reasons. Uh, XEL for Charles again. And let's take a look at XEL. And, oh, XL Energy. Yeah, I definitely like where you're looking. The problem right now, um, uh, Charles, is that uh, the, the, the oils have not been doing as well. This, the, the utility diversified. Uh, and of course, this is an electric, uh, electric company. Uh, I wonder about New Jersey gas. Anyways, um, so I don't know if I can get too excited again about utilities. Utilities are not one of my favorite areas of the market. It's very, very defensive. Nothing wrong with that, but uh, I just think that, you know, now that we're starting, to, at, least, at, least for, at least for right now, we're starting to see uh, a movement upward in the market, especially in the NASDAQ. Um, I think that, you know, I, I probably am not as interested in uh, the utilities. I'd probably prefer to just stay in cash because uh, I don't see a lot of upside in terms of, util uh, uh, in terms of utility with a PE of 25. That's fairly high PE for, for, for a stock that is very unlikely to double. So I'm probably not as excited uh, about that one. I'm, I, you know, it, at this point, uh, I, I'm, I want, if I'm going to do any risk on, I want to have it more, more, of a, more of an upside potential. And if not, I'm just going to probably stay in cash, at least for right now. All right, thoughts on PayPal. Thank you very much for that question. You know, PayPal is, uh, you know, payment stocks are under a bit of pressure because of the recession. And um, that's true with American Express and uh, a lot of the other stocks. I want to compare PayPal with American Express here in just a second. Uh, but it has started, this has started to move up off the bottom. 
The question is, can you buy it here? I just, I am not totally convinced yet that uh, that that everything is behind PayPal, but it definitely is is starting to make the move. This is the this is the weekly chart here. What I'd like to do here is compare this with American Express to kind of get an idea of which of the two. If you're interested in these kind of stocks, which is going to be the better of the two? This is PayPal, and of course, American Express is uh, AXP. That is the symbol for American Express. And as you can see, this is one of the reasons why I'm not as interested in PayPal right now. If you want to be in the fintech space, I think that you're better off with American Express. As you can see, if you bought American Express and PayPal a year ago, uh, you would be down 65 cents on PayPal, but only 5 cents on American Express. Now, they're both starting to make their move up, which is a good thing. So I definitely think that, you know, we're definitely seeing a little bit of recovery in the market, but... I probably would not be a buyer of PayPal here. I did short uh, American Express, but I closed the short, and I do think that now it's sort of adjusted. So instead of PayPal, I think you might want to look at AXP, which is American Express, and uh, that's, just my, that's just my feeling on it. Um, again, this is not an ideal place to buy American Express either uh, because American Express is below the 200-day line. I just don't like to buy anything below that 200-day line. But as you can see, I, I uh, shorted it here. I closed my short here, and then it's moved up ever, then, ever since. So I closed the short here, and it's starting to move up. Would I buy this thing? I wouldn't buy either. Though. I wouldn't buy PayPal or American Express uh, because they're below that 200-day line. I just, I'm just very, very leery uh, of that 200-day um, uh, of, of line uh, because it's just showing, um, it's just showing a, a fair amount of weakness. So... Uh, not definitely liking that as much. PayPal obviously is a little bit further below the 200-day line than American Express, but I wouldn't buy either of them. Uh, I just I just wouldn't buy either of them, uh, basically, just because they're both this, this this area is very tough, and it's just not it's just not performing all that well. All right, Mr. Tycoon, I like that Tycoon W. I like I like that handle. That's a good one. Uh, all right, let's look at this and see. I know what's going on. Uh, INPX and see what is going on. Principal diversified. I have no idea what this <laughs> is. I have no idea what this is. Uh, PIN, no, INPX. I'm sorry. That's my, my mistake. INPX. I was like, what is this? I didn't know what this was. All right, there we go. This is a penny stock, and you probably know my, my opinion on penny stocks. Not going to be right anyone. I started trading many years ago, back when dinosaurs were still roaming the earth. I was trading, but I was trading penny stocks, and I got burned on a lot of them. Here's the problem with penny stocks. Anytime you have a stock that's below about $10, the volatility is amplified tremendously. That's one of the reasons why none of the funds typically will invest in stocks that are under $10 a share. Now, this, has been, this period has been a little bit unusual because some of the oil and shipping stocks have been below $10. So it's not a hard and fast rule. But one of the things, when you're trading a stock below $10, below this price, it can be very, very dangerous. Um, the, the, the biggest, one of the issues with the penny stock is that they have a, they have a potential to get delisted, uh, and that definitely is the case. So you can see, and you're going to see this with a lot of the stocks, there's going to be what they call reverse splits, where 
you know, you, you, you have 10 shares and you get one share, that kind of thing. You're really done going the right way. So I would not recommend this. I, I know that it sounds like you probably got a tip on this one. Computer software enterprise, which is one of the worst performing sectors right now. So I would just be super careful with this one type, um, uh, uh, Tycoon. I, just, I think that, uh, you know, this, I don't think this really would work. So I wouldn't recommend this one. Um, you know, really, really be careful here. Uh, what I would like to do though is I want to like go through some some uh, some some ones that we can look at on the radius that might work, okay? And if you're looking for a cheap price on something that you can buy, let me let me give you some suggestions because it's not just you know it, it, I, I hate I used to hate it when people would say don't do this and then they wouldn't give an alternative. I do have some uh, alternatives. One of the alternatives that I like, and this is not very expensive stock. It's called Vermilion Energy. Based in Canada, symbol is VET, and I very much like this stock in the way it's been trading. Now, here's the thing: it is it, this. You might get an opportunity on this one to come in on it. It did. It, it did just absolutely fall off the earth here. So I, I, I hope you weren't didn't have it. But I definitely think this one is going to rebound uh, and 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 move higher once it hits this line here at the 21 at the uh, uh, 50-day line. This has a relative strength of 99. And it does have earnings in seven days. So I would watch this. This one, this one might do very, very well. It's Vermilion Energy. Now, I know that it's crazy because, you know, you're looking at it and you're going, wow, Jim, you know, that doesn't make any sense. It's, you know, went down 14% today. Absolutely, it's very, very volatile. But one of the things I do believe is this will get support. And I actually think there's, there's definitely sales to support it. So this is one you might want to look at. I don't really recommend this one. I don't own this one. Uh, but I think the cash flow is very good. It's got a P.E. ratio of 5, which is very, very low. And I do think this one will rebound up for earnings. So just keep keep that in mind. Don't buy this one yet. Wait until August the 8th, August the 11th, which is not that far off. See how this thing trades. This one may may jump, and it may give you an opportunity. So here's the thing. With INPX uh, Tycoon, I would say no, don't buy it. Uh, and there's some other ones that uh, I think have a better that, that offer some better opportunities than that one. So that's kind of my my uh, my feeling. Hey Jim, thank you very much. Well, thank you for taking a look at my show. I always appreciate everybody that's watching. And let's look at the spider. That of course is the S&P 500 ETF, which covers the S&P 500, which is you know, essentially the Fortune 500. So these are the 500 largest uh, publicly traded stocks. Uh, and uh, so this is a very significant, uh, very, very significant um, index. I'm going to go over here to the daily chart here for that and uh, we'll take a look at it really quickly. Let's go bring that up. There we go. Okay, so we definitely have made a turn on the spider. And uh, for, for the longest time I was saying, well, you know, we came down here and then we... we we jogged and we jogged and we jogged and we jogged and we jogged. And I, I thought when we came down here that we're going to continue going on down, but that has not been the case. We're now looking like we're getting strength <coughs> and it's starting to move up. So the question is, what would you do on the spider? It's looking pretty good to me, actually. Uh, it's trading very, very well. I definitely think at least um, at least for the near future, it looks like it's going to trade up some more. We did remember we moved from a market trend under pressure, uptrend under pressure, 
to a confirmed uptrend and we just a few days ago. So we're starting to get some strength back in the market. It's coming from an interesting place. It's not really in the style that I like it. Most of the, most of the uh, strength is coming off the bottom. Again, I'm not a bottom fisher. I don't do very well. I'm, I'm more of a, a cancel trader. I want to see something moving higher, and then I will buy it and then get on the escalator, hopefully, and ride it up. But uh, I definitely think you can, you can definitely take a nibble on, on the, uh, the S&P. I think it's looking good. And uh, the spider uh, is, you know, is a way to play the entire index. And I definitely think at least for the short period, we are taking a ride, at least up for, 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 for a little bit. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens uh, <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to discourage you at all, uh, Tycoon. I think you're doing great. Just don't, the penny stocks, you can get really burned on them. There's other options, and I'm going to show you those options. So if you're not already on the action trailer, stay on that because I can show you some stocks that might have, you have a better little, better chance of winning on, and that's, of course, by going to www.dallas.com tradingfloor.com. All right. Well, it is almost, uh, we're almost at the end here, 45 minutes. I thank you, everyone, always, as always. Please tell your friends about Dallas Trading Floor. I need more people to, to like it. It really helps me get out to people. Um, and, uh, you know, we are in a bit of an uptrend. There's going to be some opportunities. I'm going to try to bring as many of those to you as I can. Uh, but you gotta, but you got to tell the other folks about it. Uh, by getting on the free action trade alerts, please like the show. It so helps me by hitting that hitting that like button. Really, really, really helps me. Um, and I didn't, you know, when I first started doing this, I didn't realize how much. Uh, but please do that. I so appreciate. It. Also subscribe. That would help me as well. Uh, out of a lot, it doesn't cost you anything, uh, and uh, you'll get some of my alerts and videos that way. So uh, until tomorrow at five o'clock, thank you everybody for taking a look at the show. Tell your friends and happy trading. <laughs>